Welcome to the CAMCAST. The CAM Project is the Take Action nonprofit organization to inspire, influence, and impact kids and teens worldwide. Your CAMCAST host interviews older teens, parents, mentors, and specialists, providing tips, advice, education, inspiration, and a supportive community to kid and teen entrepreneurs. Introducing owner of Actionista Live and co-founder of the CAM Project, your host, Samara Beth Hurley. Welcome everybody to the CAMCAST. I have such a special guest here for us today. I am Samara Hurley with the CAM Project. And today we have my dear friend, my new dear friend through Clubhouse, Tishel Hector. Tishel, welcome to the CAMCAST. Hi. I'm excited to be here. It's my first podcast interview, so I'm excited. We have ourselves a podcast interview virgin. I am so excited to have you here. And Tishel, you have one of your guests. So Tishel is new to podcast and her, I'm going to, can I admit your friend? Yeah. We have a Kingdom FX. We're going to go with it. So here we have Kingdom FX. Welcome. Welcome to the CamCast. He's muted. Unmute. You can say hi. <laughs> He's muted. I don't think your friends quite get how the podcast works, but that's okay because what we're going to do is if any of your guests, your friends come on, we'll have them ask a question or share something with us. Why not? We're going to wing it. We um, have to shell on here. She didn't quite know how podcasts work. She thought it was like an Instagram live where you're inviting your friends and they're live on the feed. But no, that's not how it works on Zoom. So if anyone comes in, we, we're going to put them on the spot. Um, so, Tishel, tell us a little bit about yourself and where you live, what you're doing, how old are you? Give it, give, give the listeners a little bit of a background. So, um, my name is Tishel Hector. I'm 19 years old. I grew up in Trinidad. And if you guys don't know where that is, it's in the Caribbean. I lived there up until I was 13. Then I came over to the beautiful, sunny South Florida. I've been here. This is my seventh year here. When I started my journey in America, so to say. I lived in Pembroke Pines. I went to middle school, started in seventh grade. It was a tough transition. No one understood what I, what I would say. My accent was so strong. It was just a tough transition, but I met a lot of amazing people that I still know to this day. And they made it a lot easier. As of right now, what I am doing, I'm an investor, a digital investor, and an entrepreneur. So I get into trading, which is buying and selling anything online by clicking button. Very cool. Well, we're definitely going to need to get into that. Tell us a little bit about your upbringing and, and when you started your kidpreneur journey. Okay. So when you say my upbringing, what exactly do you mean? Who was your inspiration when, to become an entrepreneur at such a young age? So as far as my inspiration, he doesn't know this really, but it was my dad. He's not an entrepreneur, but he always made sure he put me and my siblings. I have three brothers, only girl. It's real tough. <laughs> and he always put us in the right environments. And when I say the right environments, at 15, I believe, he took me to the 10X Growth Conference. He put me in a mindset. What is that? Can you tell us what that conference is? Yes. Yeah, so if you guys know Grant Cardone, the king of marketing, king of real estate, he has a three-day conference every single year where he brings the top of the top of the top entrepreneurs in. And they teach you everything they know. They teach you from marketing. They teach you personal branding. They teach you real estate. They teach you everything that they know. You get access to that. 
when my dad told me we were going to a three-day business conference at 15, I was like, why would I spend three days doing that? You know, but that's why I say he's a big inspiration to me. And I always push to, to people that environments are important because if I wasn't put in that position, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have the mindset that I have today. Tell me how you decided to get started as a little kid. You just figured I'm going to make some money. <laughs> it was so funny because I actually, um, I don't know if I should say this, but I started working before the legal age to work. I was working. I just wanted money so badly. I got a job at Wendy's. You know, I talked to the manager. I was like, I know I'm not 16 yet, but please, I just want some money. And they were like, yeah, it's fine. And I started working there. And after a few months, I was like, is this really what I want? Is this what I signed up for? You know, it's hot. It's greasy. It's minimum wage. I shouldn't be doing this. I left that job. And then I was stuck with the decision of how am I going to make money now? Because now at 15, this is my first time having my own money. So taking that away from me was kind of hard, but I didn't want to work at Wendy's anymore. I told my dad and he was like, okay, I'm going to buy you some little Jordan keychains. I wish I had one to show you. Actually, I do. It's right here. Oh my gosh. That is so cute. So Tichelle is holding up because this is for our listeners. Tichelle is holding up a little keychain with, is that a Michael Jordan sneaker basketball shoe? It's a, it's a Yeezy shoe. (laughs) This is what I started selling. This is the first thing I ever sold. And you have it attached to your clutch and <laughs> to your purse. Yeah, to remind me where I started, you know. I love it. Yeah, I actually only sold two. <laughs> he bought me a whole box. I only sold two. But just the fact I sold them at school and just the fact that I was able to make money at school, it automatically changed my perspective of money altogether. You know, growing up, he taught us about investing and saving and things like that. But it's a difference when you're taught something versus when you apply it and you actually get to experience it real in real life. So I only, like I said, I only sold two, but I was so excited with those two because it's about how you make money sometimes. It's not always about how much you make. So I was like, okay, I don't really care about shoes. So maybe this is why I'm not really selling shoes. So I thought, I thought about what problem I can solve at my school, but still something I actually care about. So I started selling snacks, reselling snacks and candy and things like that that was the most money I ever made I would make like a hundred dollars a day two hundred dollars a day sometimes in high school just going showing up to school and when somebody's hungry they come to me and they buy a snack that just changed my perspective even more because now I was now I didn't just make five ten dollars now I made a hundred dollars I actually had to stop I started selling the snacks in senior year but I actually had to stop because it's technically not allowed. And they said, if you continue to sell this, you can't go to prom. And they was like, okay, okay, okay. I won't sell it anymore. Well, now I want to hear about your prom. <laughs> Tell me about your senior prom. Who'd you go with? I was dating. <laughs> <laughs> I was dating this guy for three years and we went. That's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> She's got the best smile. We might have to uh, show this smile off somehow. You're amazing. So, so tell me, when did you get on Clubhouse? I got on Clubhouse the beginning of December, I believe. Wow, you've been on it for a really long time. The best app in the world. Oh my goodness. I wish I was invited sooner. <laughs> I'm so grateful to my friend Gita who invited me. She's like, you're going to love this. You're going to be so good at this. You've got to get on there. Yeah, you, you are amazing at speaking. Thank you. Tell me, what are you doing now for money? 
Now I am a digital investor, meaning that I make investments from my phone, wherever I am, right? The way that I do this is I trade. I do binary options, which is a quicker way of trading. Usually you buy something for two minutes and within two minutes you make your profit, right? Wow. And I also do traditional trading, which I usually tap into cryptocurrency more. So if you know about cryptocurrency, that is the future. And if you haven't heard about cryptocurrency, you might want to DM me on Instagram <laughs> or Google it or something because soon the, the dollar is losing value every single day. You're going to have no choice but to have cryptocurrency. So you might as well get ahead of it and make the profit as it's becoming something large. So I actually don't know a whole lot about it, but I do see that a lot of people on Clubhouse and Instagram are trading cryptocurrency. In fact, we have an interview with Dan coming up, and I know that he is doing that as well. You two still in touch? Yeah, we just keep in touch. He was actually in Miami. He went jet skiing without me, so we kind of have a love-hate relationship right now. <laughs> but yeah, he was in Miami um I think last this week or last weekend. Well, I actually have some best friends in Miami, so I hope to get there real soon after, you know, COVID kicked in. As long as you don't go jet skiing without me, you'll be okay. (laughs) Oh, I love jet skiing. I did it in Key West last summer. It was amazing. So let me ask you, I'm assuming with trading, there's some challenges and ups and downs and whatnot. So what, um, what are some of those? Like what kind of challenges do you hit? My biggest challenge. Okay, so as far as trading challenges, the company that I have partnered with called I Am Mastery Academy, they decided to cancel out most of the problems with trading because trading is actually an ivory skill that takes about eight to 13 years to learn. Mm -hmm. But it's a very good skill to have because money is accessible very, very quickly. So they decided, how can I take this and make it to where People don't have to spend 13 years earning it. So they started paying professional um, traders that have made at least seven to eight figures from trading, right? And what they do is they will get on a live session, like what I thought this was, Instagram Live, basically. We call it Go Live. And as they're trading their own money and their own accounts, they will tell you what they're trading so that you get in right away with them without even having to know anything about trading. All you have to know is... Do I click the red button or do I click the green button? Do I buy or do I sell? So we've made it very, very simple for people. But although you have all the answers, I will say this because this has been my biggest challenge is discipline and risk management. Because if you notice that you can make $200 in a minute, if you notice that, because one of our educators actually a few days ago, he made $2 million in six minutes in one trade. So when you see things like that, you start to forget that this is an investing invest, investment at the end of the day. So you still have to stick to certain numbers. You still have to have that discipline. You still have to move like you, it's an investment because it is. You wouldn't get into a real estate deal and start changing the numbers, you know? So you have to stick to your risk management, but it's hard once you realize how easy it is to acquire money. Okay. Do you foresee the future or traders that are working the way you are? Are they seeing that the stock exchange in New York City is going to be no more? Is this how it's, is this the future of trading? Okay. So as far as trading in stocks, right? We don't only trade stock estate, trade currencies and crypto and stocks, gold, anything, right? Wow. 
But the least traded thing right now is actually stocks because the stock market is acting kind of, you know, not so great. But the thing about trading is that you profit whether the market is going down or going up. Mm-hmm. And that's why trading is so volatile. Your question was, is the stock market... The stock exchange in New York City, do you foresee that that's going to be obsolete at some point? I don't think so. I think it's still going to be a thing because at the end of the day, companies still want you to have a share so that they can make extra money. I don't know if you know this, but Tesla, at one point, he said that he made all his money from stocks. Mm -hmm. He wasn't really making any money from Tesla. So I don't think this uh, New York Stock Exchange is going to go anywhere. Well, I was actually speaking more of the fact that you can trade from your gaming rolling chair um, (laughs) that you're sitting in. (laughs) I recognize those chairs. I stole it from my little brother. (laughs) it's more about is it going to go virtual now with covid and everything changing or do you feel that the exchange itself uh the the hustle and the bustle and the crazy because i've actually been there because i used to be a corporate event planner in new york city so we used to do events there we used to do all kinds of things there so the ringing of the bell and that whole traditional experience do you foresee that that may not exist in 20 years you think it's all going to be trading by your phone and, and nobody's going to be? I think I think it is because the entire world is going virtual. Right. Like I said, with Bitcoin, we're no longer going to have physical money. There's a lot of things that we do physically right now that we're no longer going to do physically. It's amazing. We're going into the age of AI, artificial intelligence. We're going into the age of just virtual. So things like that, it would be more financially efficient for them and time efficient for them to go on to virtually trading, Mm -hmm. which is actually what the banks do. The banks trade our money for us. They probably would lose less hair. (laughs) (laughs) Stress. You know, because instead of being in that chaotic room, we're able to just relax wherever we are and trade. I was trading on my way to my, I had to get my ID renewed. I was trading on my way to getting it renewed, you know? So yeah. Just to avoid that chaos, I do think they will start doing it virtually. So what are you most proud of with your business? With my business? Um, okay, so my goal, there's actually a network marketing side to this company where you can get paid to refer people just by letting them know, okay, this is how you can make money. You don't have to teach them any trading, anything like that, because most of the times you don't know that 13-year experience. So if I say, Samara, my love, you can you can um start trading and come up with some more money for the CAM project, right? I can now get paid for that referral. Gotcha. So my goal is to, I haven't said this out loud yet. No one really knows, but we have different ranks. And my rank, my goal is to hit chairman 100 this year. So I believe that's 5,000. Yeah. My goal is to teach 5,000 people how to trade this year or how to make money, so to say. So is it like a pyramid? direct sales type thing or oh my god we hate that word that primary word because i know hey listen i i i worked for the pampered chef for eight and a half years so i'm very aware of the direct sales and how that works yeah yeah it's network marketing Mm -hmm. okay um so with the cam project tell us a little bit about the excitement and all the fun things that you're going to bring to the CAM project i'm so excited to have you on board because tichelle and i are just we became sisters very quickly really did. 
Um, so tell me a little bit about what you plan on doing with the CAM project. Share that with us. I can't wait. With the CAM project, I can't wait. I'm actually so excited. I know I keep moving, but I'm so excited about the CAM project because like I keep saying with you, it really starts with kids and people neglect the fact that kids have goals too, you know? Because they, they're thinking, you know, you don't have bills yet. Why are you stressing about your goals? You have time. That's something I heard a lot in high school. You have time. But when you know what you want, it's stressful to not go after that and not be able to achieve that. So my goal with the CAM project is to show everyone the power of trading so that they can fund their projects that they want. My goal is also to help. Some of the kids aren't going to come in here knowing their vision, and some are. So those who don't know their vision, my goal is to try my best to help them pull their vision out of them. Because it's in there, they just haven't taken the time to search for it. So my goal is to help them pull that out of there. And once they have, we're going to help them fund it. And we're going to teach them the power of investing. Because as much as you want to do a business, you can put a lot more passion into your your goals and desires when you have passive income coming in, when you don't have to do anything for your money and it's still coming in. You can put a lot more time and love into what you are passionate about. That's right. That's right. So it's more of a mentorship and a little bit of training. And of course, we're excited to have you on board because I was in a room with you in Clubhouse where you literally mic dropped all the parents in the room. We were like, we never saw it that way. So can you share a little bit about um, your your input and feedback as a kidpreneur, teenpreneur, and the way parents kind of enforce their desires on the kids, vice versa? Yes, I will. I love this part because I, I love the power of, you know, changing someone's perspective. So I love this part. One of the main, main things that parents, in my perspective, parents do wrong is giving your kids money for the chores. You're teaching them from a young age to exchange their time for money. No one has ever gotten rich by exchanging their time for money. They exchange value for money. So one of the examples I gave on this clubhouse was having a kid read a book about investing and say, I want you to read this book and come back and tell me what you learned. Share that value with me and I'll give you money for that value rather than saying, go wash the dishes and I'll give you money for that value. Because then the power of the subconscious mind is very, very powerful. Whether they know it or not, and whether you know it or not, by saying, go wash the dishes and I'll give you $20, going forward for the rest of their life, they're going to say, okay, if I want $20, I have to go do a task. Not if I want $20, I have to go give someone some value. Well, it's interesting that you use the dishwasher as an example. I had a huge win uh, the, I think it was Saturday where, you know, my son, Gavin, who's 17 and he's on the spectrum and I am trying to train them. (laughs) I'm trying to train them, my kids Mm -hmm. to learn how to do the chores, to live independently, not about doing the chores because I need someone else to get it done. I'm trying to train them to live on their own. Right. And so I say to Gavin, usually I have to outline every single step. So I say to Gavin, honey, please, please empty the dishwasher because we run it at night. Mm -hmm. Please empty the dishwasher. And so he'll empty the dishwasher and he'll put everything out on a drying mat. But when you have somebody on the autism spectrum, you have to say each step, each stage and remind them in between each one because they can't remember all five steps at one time. Something just goes by the wayside. So then I say, okay, Gavin, please come back in here. Get off your video games. Come back in here. 
can you please put the dishes away that you just took out of the dishwasher and the ones that are still wet, you can leave. That's fine. But put everything else away. It's like, well, I don't know where any, I don't know where anything goes. <laughs> okay. Well, let me show you where everything goes. So then I show them where everything goes and I say, okay, can you please, can you please now put the dirty dishes that are piled high into the sink, into the cleaned dishwasher? And so he's like, oh, fine. <laughs> and he goes and he puts it all in there. And so then I say, okay, thank you. Bye. I've been doing that for a year and a half with COVID. Mm -hmm. That same thing. And I have to keep reminding him. And it's, we go, it's like this song and dance we go through every time. Saturday, I say, Gavin, can you please empty the dishwasher? Okay. He comes in. He does his thing. So it was later in the afternoon. I should throw that out there. I was ready for a glass of wine. <laughs> so I... <laughs> Go to get a glass of wine, but I knew that there was um, a, a non a stemless uh, wine glass that was in the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. So I go to the drying mat to get it because I assumed Gavin emptied the dishwasher. And he probably left it on the mat. It's not there. There's nothing there. So then I go to the bar, which is on the other side of the kitchen, and I look in the cabinet and it's there. And I go and I get the glass and then I turn around in the whole kitchen I did a 360 in the kitchen and I was like, mm -hmm. there's nothing sitting out except for the pizza cutter, which has the sleeve on it because, you know, it's sharp, comes with a sleeve. So then I go and I just look around and I noticed that he put everything away. Oh my God. He put everything away. That is huge. It is. And then he wasn't sure where the pizza cutter went. But he went and got the sleeve for it, put the sleeve on it and put it down right on top of the drawers where it would go among them. Mm -hmm. I was shaking. That is such a huge win for me. I can't even tell you. And it's not just a win for me. It's a win for him. He now has learned. So I go to his bedroom, which is on the other down the hall and he's playing video games. I said, Gavin, thank you so much for doing all the steps with the dishwasher. I really appreciate you putting everything away and all the stuff. I said, what made you think to do all of that? He's, well, I would have known you were going to ask me to do it eventually. So I figured I might as well get it all done at one time. <laughs> I was blown away. I ran to my husband in, the, in his office. I'm like, you're not going to believe what just happened. He did all the steps. I didn't have to ask him to do everything one by one. He did them all on his own. The value. That's huge. Was huge. He learned how to do that. So if, you know, when, when he gets an apartment one day with some of his other friends, he will know how to empty put away and put dirty dishes into the dishwasher. And that's a huge life skill. And people don't realize, you know, a lot of parents don't realize that that is huge, that it took me a year and a half to get him to do it. And he finally got it down. So very exciting. So Tiara, we would love, we thank you for joining us. Um, we would love to hear a question that you have for Tichelle. I don't know if you're aware of what the CAM project is and what the CAMcast is. You can nod your head if you are aware. If not, Tichelle can share a little bit with you. No, she does not. So we're going to unmute your mic. And Tichelle's going to tell you a little bit briefly about the CAM project. We have about six minutes left. And then um, if you could please ask a question or make a comment on what the project has to do, and maybe we can bring you on board. I, th I think it was your room, actually, and I brought up Tiara and she spoke. I believe it was your room. We were, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Hi, honey. Tell us a little bit about you. Um, so, yeah, my name is Tiara. I'm 21. I am currently in college majoring in finance. And, yeah, um, 
I, uh, Tichelle brought me into that clubhouse room and we were having like a really good conversation about kid entrepreneurs and helping parents shift their mindsets and helping giving their kids, you know, tools to become entrepreneurs and get introduced to it. Me personally, I, ever since like I knew myself, I always wanted to become an entrepreneur. Like I I wouldn't say like an entrepreneur, but like my biggest thing was about having freedom and the freedom to on to one, have financial freedom, time freedom um, before I even understand that it was a thing. Um, so when I, it was time for me to go to college, I knew that I wanted to do something in business. Yeah, you know, work from home. <laughs> I just, you know, like this, like I love time freedom. I love doing, just chilling and doing whatever I like to do. And yeah, I would like to know more about the CAM project. And I know about what to show doing with um, her trading business and helping other millennials, other people get introduced to trading one thing I must say as well is like the power of the platform that Tichelle is doing is that one, anyone can do it. Before I went to college, I didn't know anything about the stock market. And even now I have no interest in it, even though I'm, you know, in the industry, but it's like in IML, you have the ability to learn about trading and the different types of trading and just, it's amazing. And it's definitely something that I feel like everyone should get into. But yeah, I would like to um, know more about what the CAM project is. What's that? <laughs> well, fortunate, fortunate for all of us, we, we could use some help with some bookkeeping accounting. <laughs> so we might bring you on board. Well, I don't know. I'm more of like a marketing type of girl. Well, we need help with that too. So the CAM project is Kid Action Makers. We are mentoring, inspiring, influencing, and impacting kids and teens to become kid and teenpreneurs. And it's a whole big program out there. And the CAMcast, which you're on right now, is a podcast. And that is me interviewing adults and mental health specialists and entrepreneurs who are becoming mentors and helping out. And then the CamCast Kids is Ava Hurley, uh, my daughter. She started Whisk It with Flava at age nine, Woo! and she <laughs> is now 11, and she's a kidpreneur. And you can check out her website, and I'll put all that in, information in the show notes, and we'll send it to you after this. But Ava and I together started the Cam Project to help other kids and teens develop their businesses and monetize on it. It's not just about training people. We are going to help people make money, and that's what this is about. Exactly. You have to meet Ava. She is like just a sparkle of joy. She's just a firecracker. She's a mini me. She's a mini me. So what we're going to do is we're almost out of time, but what I would love to do is see how we can get Tiara on board and Tichelle's already on board and we have a board of directors already forming. I have lots of volunteers who are brought themselves into the picture to do website design, marketing, graphics, all that. But there's so much that needs to be done because this is starting very quickly. So we're going to come to a close today with the podcast, but I'm going to send that information out and we're going to include this in the show notes. But I want to thank you, Tichelle, for being an amazing guest. (laughs) Thank you. I tried. And Tiara, thank Thank you you for taking my podcast virginity. (laughs) Of course. You're no longer a podcast virgin. We got you in. Well, I'll train you on the rest later. Um, This is Samara Hurley with the CAM Project and Actionista Live. I thank everybody for listening and we will talk to you next time. Bye.
Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. We would love to consider your kid or teen as a potential guest on CamCast Kids, hosted by the Cam Project co-founder, kidpreneur Ava Hurley and friends. Also accepting applications for parents, educators, specialists, and entrepreneurs on the CamCast. Visit thecamproject.org to apply. Remember to follow our podcasts and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.